There you go. Poop, poop city. Moist. Ah! I don't want to close my eyes. It's our time to shine. It's our time to shine. One, two, three, bad boy. Four, five, six, B-I-G. I love all of this so much, it, it, it hurts. This is... Who the hell are you people? Quitters never give up. Go ahead. And, uh, from what I understand, quitters never give up. Fucking amazing. Quitters never, never give up? Right, right, right. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. Quitters never... What the hell is it called? Quitters never give up. That's it. Quitters never give up. Oh, MT. That's amazing. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said, that's all they do. I know, but just do whatever. I don't care. Smell it. Hola, party people. This is Quitters Never Give Up, episode 83. I'm Christopher, and let's introduce the rest of the quitters. Uh, we got Lindsay in her car. Yay. We got Jennifer Sunshine. What's up, my witches? And what it do to listener Edwin. Good day, mate. I don't know why right. I said that last year. <laughs> okay um we got australian listener edwin all right let's get this all started with the week that was oh wait yeah i'm throwing you you, i'm kevin in today don't spring stuff on me okay ready to go press the button my friend send me back into time edwin no edwin oh i'm sorry One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Our back in time. 80s, by far the greatest musical decade in the history of recorded music. Welcome, everybody. We're doing the week that was October 3 to 7, 2011. I know you guys hate it when I start out with a bummer, but I can't help it. October 5th, 2011, Steve Jobs died. So that started a discussion on the show. Would you give up a long life for a life like Steve Jobs? So I thought I'd ask you guys if you could have a super influential, super rich life like Steve Jobs, but he died at only 56. So let's go around the horn. Jen. Uh, would I want that to live a life like that? Would you sac- Would you trade a super rich, influential life for dying at 56 or a long life? Um, I'm, I don't know. I don't, I mean, all that stuff would be great. I would end up giving it all away and having a bunch of charities and stuff anyway. So I don't know. I'm good with my life as well. So it's hard to say like, you know, if he was a miserable human being, no, I would not want to be in that position. Okay. Lindsay in your car, you could buy a really nice car to tool around him. Oh my God. We're getting <laughs> existential here. Uh, I, I don't know. That's, uh, I guess I, I need I need a a time. Come on, we're starting off at nine thirty in the morning. This is fun talk. It's this not is great for a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christopher, how about you? Oh, yeah, you're getting a little a little dark too early. I mean, you could have started with a joke, or something, uh, you know, one, two, three, bad boy, or something. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't change anything. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it, it, it's but it was interesting to think about it. At Wait, first, what about I thought, you? "Hey, oh, okay, I'm getting to me." At first, when they said that, I'm like, "Heck yeah!" You know, if you could be super duper rich and influential and remembered. But then I realized, if I died at 56, I wouldn't have met you guys. 
Exactly. So now I say no. If it was a few, I would have said yes. You guys know. Okay, let's get to the funny. But wait a minute. I also think maybe if I didn't hear Kevin and Bean, maybe I would have had a super successful and influential life. (laughs) Good point. So then, uh, what comes first? I don't know. (laughs) But would it have been as fun? (laughs) Okay, let's get to the yucks. Uh, Last week, they installed the creepy alert. They're trying to control Bean. So let... Let's see how the creepy alert started working the next week. Susan Sarandon is 65. Listen, say what you want. At 65, that is all right. That is still a little bit of all right right there. That's all I'm saying. If I had to have sex with any 65-year-old I knew, it would be Susan Sarandon. That's the category. She's in the running. Especially if you could talk her daughter into joining you. (laughs) Right? Well, that makes all the difference. (sighs) Why does the creepy Uh, creepy. creepy creepy. have to come? I'm not being creepy. I'm just pointing out that her... never stop the creepy? I wasn't being creepy. I was saying her daughter is also a very attractive woman. That's all. For some yeah, reason. But you didn't Ralph... say that. You didn't say, oh, her daughter's also attractive. You say, oh, especially if you know, talk her daughter into joining, too. <laughs> then then you get I'm being. Here's the problem, Bean, is that I think Ralph could say the exact same words you say and yet get away with it. I yep. think I think you bring the creepy. Yeah. But it's not creepy. You're just making up that it's creepy, no, but it's not really. No. It, you can hear the creepy. It's there. Yeah. You can hear the rag with the chloroform in your hand, as you're saying. You can hear the duct tape. <laughs> uh, that made me sound creepy. Okay, so that's one clip. Uh, as Ralph accurately points out, he didn't just say her daughter was pretty. He said, oh, could you join in? I'm buzzed. Okay. Next up, Sarah Wayne Callies. She was on The Walking Dead. The season two premiere, I believe, was coming up. Let's see what Bean did with her. Zombies don't have sex, though, right? Um, I, well, have we delved into that yet? I know we haven't yet in the first six episodes. But... We're not on HBO, dude. We're on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Bean's bringing it on the creepy factor. And an uh, emailer, unfortunately not me, chimed in on that. Before I get to showbiz news, real quick email. This comes from listener Christian Anderson. He writes, listening to Bean talk to your guest from The Walking Dead, asking her whether or not zombies have sex. What the F? Bean gets creepy again. <laughs> well, we, we hear you, sir, and we appreciate it, but there's nothing we can do. There's just nothing we can do. We got the creepy filter. We got it in place, but somehow we found a... Creepy alert, creepy alert, creepy alert, creepy alert. Found some way to circumvent it. I don't know. He's got some... uh, that made me sound creepy. That's some but... alien technology. Yeah. I know you guys love to pile on Bean. I know that's everybody's favorite game. But no, we it's were not. discussing <laughs> zombies is. having sex. Well, who thinks of that? Who thinks I'll of tell you why I thought of it. hideous zombies having sex. Because we were discussing what the particular universe of zombie rules were for The Walking Dead. Because everybody mm-hmm. creates their own kinds of zombies that can and can't do things. I was just trying to figure out what goes on with these zombies. Do right. they procreate and make new zombies? Or can you kill all the zombies and then be free of the zombies? I didn't know. Zombies reasonable question. Stalking people, eating their flesh. You know, there's a zombie movie etiquette. There's a million things to think about with zombies. Being because he's talking to a hot chick from the series. Uh, do zombies yeah. have sex? Uh, Not at all. And they don't, re- they don't reproduce by having sex. They reproduce no. by biting someone. Right. And then that person gets more infected. zombies. Yeah. So it's not piling on. It's you being creepy. Don't turn it back on me. Listen to Christian. Listen, Christian heard it too. I Is he piling creepy. on? Is listener Christian piling on? <laughs> I think he's taking your unfair cues. Oh, I I see. So I've infected him the way a zombie would infect a regular person. I see. And now you have to have sex with him. Yeah, yeah. You have sex, the zombie. (laughs) 
Uh, one of my favorite things, Ralph going at Bean. Bean, I love you, but I just always love how Ralph would call you on your crap. <laughs> this was a big announcement at the time. I'm just going to, as Jim would say, play it with no introduction. He sat us down the other day uh, in the office, yeah. and he said, guys, I have some news. Uh -huh. And we all said, yes. And he said, my wife's pregnant, and we're going to have a baby. That's right. And... Our first reaction was, oh, no. Yeah, there was like this dead silence for <laughs> and then 10 seconds. I think Alex tried to fake, hey, congratulations. <laughs> well, the yeah. silence is, it's, it, I'm glad you brought that up, Lisa, because the, the silence was very awkward because you know from everything you've learned as a human that the proper response is, that's great, congratulations, right. we couldn't be happy. But you also know what a terrible, terrible idea it is, and you don't really want to encourage him. Look, How Omar is awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, but I have a few clips that might help you get a sense of how who, awesome a dad I'm going to be. Who Omar is. <laughs> yeah, I made Omar make a jingle about himself. Omar's going to be a bad dad. Stop your crying. So it doesn't seem like that's going to go well. Uh. <laughs> a so Omar announced he was going to be a father. And I love the little pause. If you look at the wave file, there's like this big pause. <laughs> right? Everybody's just processing it. <laughs> And he turned out to be a great dad. Oh, sure. Omar would be a really fun dad. But I think the thing is, I remember when my brother told me he was going to have a kid. You know, you think of your goofball brother as your goofball brother. You know, and who's really ready to have a kid until they have a kid and raise it? So, so maybe they were being unfair to Omar, judging him by a, a standard of, you know, a maturity. <laughs> but you're right. He, I think he turned out to be a good dad and a fun dad. Well, Christopher, you could speak to this. I bet you're a fun dad and... You were a goofball in your, you know, in your teens and twenties, and people couldn't imagine you raising a kid. Yeah, uh, a lot of people couldn't imagine me with kids. Uh, I couldn't imagine me with kids. <laughs> so, well, they say you just no one's really ready, is what I hear, until you have a kid and then you you raise it. I cut that clip way down. It was kind of a retrospective of Omar's entire career with Kevin and Bean, like they played the uh, St. Patrick's Day thing, and they're like, "This guy's going to be a dad." So. Maybe I'll put that at the end. It, it kind of recapitulates everything Omar did. Okay, this is fun. Listen to this. I'm not even going to say anything. See if he can pick out the moment with Kevin that comes out of it. Your neighbor there to your left uh -huh. uh, is Sean Kenny, really uh, from Alice. He, he taught me a lot over the last five or six years of, of uh, getting off the, the stump of really taking your life too seriously he, he was really key to to me my writing and he, he doesn't even know it actually but uh interesting it seems, it seems like it would be a natural reaction because other people have treated you like your life like you're incredibly you know um great and your life is great and you must have and they they all treat you differently than they do normal people how do you keep your head about your well, yeah, that started. That's a great point. You know, at, at about 23, you know, all I, people would ask me when, when Guns N' Roses really started taking off, like, how has this changed your life? How has it changed you? And and for about six months, I really believed, like, oh, okay, everybody's saying this. It must have changed me. Right. And, I, and what I re did realize was um, that, it, no, it changed people's perception of me. Yeah. Okay, that was Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. His book was coming out. It's called It's So Easy. So. Throw it open to the room. What was the moment with Kevin in there? How do you keep your head about your... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I looked at the wave file and that little er at the end. How do you keep your head about... I'm not sure what it was. Er, ug, der. Let's, let's play it again. Try to decipher it. How do you keep your head about your... 
Yeah, so they'd love that. They used that for a long time afterwards. Uh, in 2011, there was a contract negotiation with the Simpsons voice cast. Uh, they were trying to cut their pay, and the cast kind of held together and said, no, we'll take a little pay cut and give us some profits on the back end, as they say. Ding. So th they started talking about replacing them. You know, they always did that whenever their contracts came up. So Kevin and Bean had people call in and said, hey, do your Simpsons impression. Maybe you could take over. And this was funny because we got Ralph doing his Homer and a caller doing a Marge impression. John, welcome to the Kevin Abin Show. Thanks for calling in, dude. Homer, where have you been? Oh, John. It's not terrible. It's You're not. turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have a cup of coffee. I've got donuts. <laughs> I've got a chubby. <laughs> Wait, this is going oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, keep going. I'm almost done. Oh, come on. I don't think we want any of this. It's oh, cartoon love. Wow. I, I, saw, I saw John was going to do Marge. I thought, what a disaster. That Stop is. talking. You're ruining it. <laughs> John, well done, sir. Thank you for the call. <laughs> so not bad. Not a bad Marge. And Ralph does a really good Homer. Pretty funny. But it also reinforces my opinion. Anyone can do a bad Homer and a bad Marge. To do a really good one is, is very difficult. Oh, and by the way, like I said, that was 2011, and here we are at 2022. Simpsons still going strong. So I'll have to... Strong? Well, they're still on. <laughs> <laughs> because one of the rumors was that was going to be the last season. So that's why they mm -hmm. were playing hardball with the voice cast. So I'll, I'll keep an update. I'll keep an update, and I will do my uh, my er like Kevin, I guess, since I'm doing my own moment with here. I'll keep an eye out for Simpsons news in the past that comes up later on in that past future timeline. What is wow. happening, right? <laughs> I should not speak extemporaneously. I don't you. need you to formulate your words. <laughs> Please try to formulate ideas clearly before yeah. you vocalize them. I'm trying to formulate them. We're all let's go. To, let's go to someone man. else's words. <laughs> let's go to someone else's words because they can't be messed up. I love this because we were just talking about this the other day, and Ralph brought it up on his show this week. Today, it's been announced that Robert Downey Jr. and his production team are looking to put Perry Mason up on the big screen. What? <laughs> Perry Mason? Is he? For those who don't remember. Was a, a lawyer? Uh, was a TV lawyer. He was the first big hit legal drama on television. Ran for many seasons. Great show, by the way. Uh, Great show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great show when there's three networks and not a lot to watch. Love Perry Mason. Okay. Easy. It was fine. It was it was very formulaic. Every week, Perry would have someone come into his office and say, I'm being accused of murder, but I didn't do it. And then... Perry would bring in people and put them on the stand, and he was the the inventor of the slip up the guy on the, the witness stand oh, guy and make him confess to the real crime. And Without the police knowing would, he was, police would rush in and cart the real criminal. Off the, I mean, that's the formula of Boston Legal and a million other shows like that. I mean, that's... that was created by the Perry Mason formula. All right. So, but why why revisit it? That's your question. Why bring out Perry Mason again in the 21st century? When we have 400 lawyer shows on television, you really don't need Perry Mason on your big screen saying, Isn't it true, sir, <laughs> that you were actually in that car at the time of the accident? Yes. 
Yeah. We don't need it. All right. We don't need it. I'm saying we don't need it. Okay. So I think Ralph's being a little bit unfair to Perry Mason. So I went back and watched an episode. I'll bring a clip in to show you the, the subtlety of Perry Mason and how true they were to the legal system. No, I didn't do those things. I didn't kill Ned Thompson. And you didn't plant Fallon's note in his no, pocket? No, no. No, Mr. Nichols. You didn't kill Thompson. But you did, Mr. Wells. Yes! Yes, I killed Ned Thompson! I killed him! So there you go. The, the subtlety. I mean, I had to watch that a few times to get what they were saying. Uh, just layers <laughs> and layers there. <laughs> Riveting television. That was on TV? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That. And me and Drew love Perry Mason, and everyone else says it's terrible. But I think my clip proved my point, that it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Oh, <laughs> uh, Here's a great one. This came up on the Internet Roundup. And uh, thanks to the listener who sent this in, labeled uh, Kevin as a kid. Kevin is a five-year-old. It wasn't labeled that originally, but the listener interpreted that that's what this kid, this kid's going to grow up to be me, mm -hmm. that, that poor little bastard. And uh, he's telling you about a dream. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had, you, you, you could, you do, you, you want, you, you could do so, you, you do, you could, you, you want, you want. Him to do you so much you could do anything. Ladies and gentlemen, the first ever moment with Kevin from when he was five. Congratulations. I love how Bean said that's the first moment. That's kid Kevin. <laughs> yeah, someone sent that to him. They didn't find that on their own and they called it Kevin as a kid. Nice. In 2011, the Conrad Murray trial was going on. He was the doctor of Michael Jackson, who was accused of uh, murder. And so they had Jane Villas Mitchell on to recap the trial. She was a reporter for CNN. Okay, we're almost out of time. It's the voice of Jane Villas Mitchell here on the Kevin and Bean Show from CNN Headline News. She's part of their gavel-to-gavel uh, -gavel coverage of the Dr. Conrad Murray trial. Were you as surprised as we were what a baller Conrad Murray is with all these hoochies coming into the courtroom that he was in contact with all the time? Oh, my gosh. And he clearly has a type. Right? Yeah, and yes, and it's stripper, and, and it's chocolate stripper. That's his type. Yeah. It really is. His, his girlfriend that he's living with got on the stand, and she's very attractive, and she has these great arms, so she's wearing a sleeveless dress. And then she had probably the quote of the trial uh, because she said, I'm an actress, and, and the prosecutor said, what do you do? And she says, well, I work on my instrument. And the prosecutor <laughs> says, what's your instrument? She goes, I'm my instrument. Yeah. And that's oh, just, nice. She did. Oh, my God. Everybody was walking around it's, asking each other about their instrument all day. It's funny and, because um, if you I began immediately protecting my instrument. Sure. Um, but um, it, 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 there's always characters like that. Remember O.J. Cato Kalin? Sure. He kind of captured the public's imagination. But so now she, Nicole Alvarez has captured the public's imagination. Oh, my God. Nicole Alvarez was dating Conrad Murray? And working at K-Rock and dating Beermuck at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Super Booker Christopher, please get her on. Nicole, we want to talk to you about your crazy life. <laughs> Nicole Alvarez has captured the public's imagination. <laughs> yes, Nicole Alvarez has captured our imagination. <laughs> you know, there could be more than one Nicole Alvarez. What? Alvarez. It's possible. <laughs> kind of a in my mind, I love a character like that that was dating Conrad Murray and Beermug, Amazon K-Rock.
Well, we'll just have to wait for the K-Rock documentary to see if that was a sim one. Well, let's just ask the question. Would you trade a shorter life if you could have dated Conrad Murray and been on K-Rock? Or I think I would life? for that one. Okay. Well, if I could date Nicole Alvarez, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, the oh, creepy light's going to come again. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a serious question? A <laughs> serious <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> This was fascinating. I totally forgot about this, but Hank Williams Jr. had went on one of the television shows and started going off on Obama. So I'm just going to play it. I put all the clips together, and you'll probably remember what happened. You mean when, when John over. Boehner played golf with President Obama? Oh, yeah. What, what did yeah. you not like about it? It seems to be a really pivotal moment for you. Come on, come on. It'd be like Hitler playing golf with Netanyahu. You know, they're the enemy. They're the enemy. Who's the enemy? Uh, Obama and Biden. <laughs> and, uh, are you kidding? The Three Stooges. Okay. Now, that's I'm only two sh- people. <laughs> I'm not sure how, <laughs> o- Biden, how Biden and Obama are the Three Stooges. Yeah, you remember he did the uh, song for Monday Night Football. Are right, you ready for some football? And uh, ESPN fired him. It was a whole big deal back then. But... Sorry that you lost your job, Hank, but you gave us some great clips. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so maybe bad for you, but good for us. I thought the clip was going to be the, uh, that there, he only listed two people for the Three Stooges. Oh, that one too. Yeah, they used that one too for years. <laughs> uh, let's, let's do some more politics now that we're into that. Oh, by the way, we don't like to get political here because we're about the fun. Everybody, stop mentioning Hitler in your comments. We don't need it. It never works out good for you. Don't be like Hank Williams is what we're saying. Okay, more politics. What? Celebrity birthday, Vladimir Putin. Uh, let's see, what was that day? Uh, just Oh, October 7th. So Ralph mentioned this. Vladimir Putin. He is 59 years old today. <laughs> He's going to at least wrestle a bear today, right? Like every week he comes up with some new way to prove how manly he is and take his shirt off. No, I heard he's having a very high-end uh, birthday party at the Ritz Hotel. Wow. Yeah. That's not like our boy. It's Putin on the Ritz. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Come on! And don't dare Good put night. that in the file, Kevin. That was strong. I am down with that. I'm down with that, too. It's <laughs> funny, though. That was uh, 11 years ago, and... That was just when Putin was wrestling bears. Now he's invading countries. So go back to wrestling animals, Putin. We'll be better off. (laughs) I mostly brought that in so I could play that clip. It's from Young Frankenstein for you kids out there. Okay, uh, they did not play Melfon for the first week of of Rocktober. Until Friday. They saved it till Friday. This was the first one of the year. It is finally a Friday, and I believe, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this or not, I believe today is the 7th of Rocktober. One, two, three, four.
That felt good. That, that felt good, ladies and gentlemen. That's we were going to nice. do it last hour, but uh, Omar was a holdout. We had to do some last-minute uh, negotiating. Yeah, and we're yeah replace one more money. Uh, uh, a little rusty after 11 months off, but okay. Well done. Time for the uh, showbiz beat now here on a Friday Kevin and Bean show. What's going on, Ralph? The old days, everyone stopped when the drummer did. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Melfon used to go. Yeah, uh, for full disclosure, that was a clip from another Melfon performance that I cut in at the end because Ralph was mad they didn't stop with him. So there you go. That was the first Melfon of the year. Uh, quickly, I'm not going to play this whole thing. I'm gonna, going to start it because they got into a discussion that we got into. I have a list to go out on the week that uh, is kind of painful okay. for me. A list. Rolling Stone magazine took a look back at the 80s. One of the greatest decades for music forever. And worse. You can have your 60s. You can have your 70s. You can have your 90s. You can have your aughts. <laughs> really? 80s the best? 80s, by far, the greatest really? musical decade in the history of recorded music. You crazy. And then Rolling Stone dares to say there are 10 songs that were some of the worst ever. I'm ah. guessing they picked all of your favorites. How dare you, sir? <laughs> That's why you hate it. I have a problem with this list. That's what I thought. This, uh, here, I'm going to play for you the top 10. Oh, right. nice. Of the Rolling Stone magazine poll, the worst songs of the 1980s. Okay, this is a long clip. I'm not going to play the whole thing. But like Christopher always says, the 80s was the best decade ever for music. And I think this proves it because every song that they said was the worst was fantastic. So I think at the end, they figured out, oh, it was a misprint. They were supposed to say the best songs of the 80s. <laughs> I think we'll cover that with... Um, with the Gilded the, Playlist one day. I think we'll just play songs. this whole clip. Well, I could play the whole thing if you want. Don't play Just list the ten songs. Do you remember? Oh, I didn't write that down. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> if you want, let, okay, let's just keep going. If you want to cut this out later, we can. Because it was so fun, I didn't want to cut anything out. All right. I love it. To which love I it. say there is no such category as the worst songs from the There's always that category. I disagree. The 80s was pristine. <laughs> Please. <laughs> From midnight New Year's Eve, 1980 through 1989, all magic. Wow. So you're going to justify every Wham song, right? That's what you're doing. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's start with number 10. Come on. Piece of crap if there greatest, ever was one. One of the greatest songs ever. No, so popular, please. people are still sending it to each other via the internet yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah, see? They said that was number 10. It still lives. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Christopher does a great cover of that, by the way. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a good song, but yeah, I don't think it should be on the, the worst. All right. Christopher's in. Okay, let's keep going. It's not getting annoying. Rick rolled, bitch. That's how great that song is. It lives on. You know, they do that to torture you because it isn't good. You no, know that, right? Number nine. The Mets. Taco! Come on, Taco! All right, they're two for two in my book. These are awesome songs. Ralph's right. Come on, Taco. I say that all the time. (laughs) Put on the Riz! So, that's funny, it's skillful, it's everything. Christopher, put on the Riz! Put on the Riz! Taco is pretty bad. Oh, come on. Okay, let's next up. Couldn't be more wrong-headed, this list. (laughs) Number eight. Come on, Mickey. Oh, 
Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Yeah, now, Ralph, is that the song that introduced the dreaded double hand clap to the world? No, no. It was just long before that. But okay. it sure made good use of it. Well, there we go, Mickey. I think someone brought that up when we were discussing bad 80s songs. Was who it you, Jen? Who would that have been? I don't know. I don't know who that could have been. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's great it's song. Jumbled. Great video. The production values on Mickey, it was the... The avatar of its time. Go back and watch that, kids. I, I actually was able to pull up the list so we can read through it for time okay. if you want to. Okay, so Googles. <laughs> we got, we got, what happened to my oh, stupid pop-up? Uh, we got, uh, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. And then we got Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy, which that's pretty strong for worst song. I mean, it shouldn't have been a pop song. But... Okay, that's a novelty song. I could see that. I don't think it was a novelty song. It was. He didn't have instruments. He's hitting his chest and stuff. That's novelty. But that's Bobby McFerrin. Bobby McFerrin is known for that. He, like that woman said, he is his instrument. And that's what he does. He he has a whole (laughs) musical career in jazz. Uh, Just doing that. Uh, Let's see. Then there's Falco, Rock Me Amadeus. See, there you go. That's that's pre- that's pretty strong for the this list is wrong. Then men without hats safety dance. Oh, another great song. That's yeah. This one I think is going to make is going to you're going to agree is bad. Wake me up before you go go. Oh, so good. So good. Cuz I mean, yeah. Hey, it's no careless whisper, but still it's a fantastic song. I, I mean, of all the wham songs, this has got to be the worst one. And when no, I can see that, yeah, yeah, because because the words choose don't make life, any sense. dude. Don't you remember yeah, the video Choose Life, Dolphin Shorts? It's got it all the giant t shirts with the giant exactly. writing, okay. And then, okay, so this one Chris DeBurr, Lady in Red. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that right, but I've heard that song. No, it's awful. it's red, Lady in Red. No, the Chris DeBurr, uh. Lady in Red. That's that's a bad song. Good slow dance song. That's what Ralph. Well, yeah, because the eighties had yeah those love ballads and things like that. It was kind of a big. I don't know that they have them anymore. I don't really listen to new music. Um, but no, that's kind of a thing in the eighties. And then now we're getting to the to the really bad Europe. The final countdown. Oh, so good. (laughs) That's that's like an ironic good. And then exactly. I think, I think this is the one Edwin agreed with. Starship, we built this city. Yeah. Okay, that's legit bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there we go. We found the only an... one. There was one bad song in the eighties. Okay, we finally broke it down, and it's not that bad. It's still kind of catchy. Yeah. As Ralph would say, they built a whole damn city on rock and roll. Come on. Wait. Let Let's. Okay. So let's just summarize it. 80s, by far the greatest musical decade in the history of recorded music. Okay, so we can all agree on that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, No, I would say 60s, because 60s you got the you got the avant-garde jazz movement, and then you got the the fusion jazz movement coming up. So you have like that artistic movement, while you also have the rock movement that's also. That's also kind of, uh, it's also really strong. It's also changing everything. And they're influencing each other back and forth. And then I think you have what, Hank is, was Hank Williams at that time? Right? And Patsy Cline? Wait, who? 
Hank Williams. Oh yeah. Not Junior. <laughs> uh, oh, perfect. Thank you. Thanks for Hank. the thanks for the alley oop, Christopher. You're welcome. And, and yeah. And then uh what about the seventies? The seventies had Josie and the Pussycats. You can't <laughs> knock that. Oh, if you're doing theme songs, yeah, TV theme songs, seventies beats everybody. You don't have the Josie <laughs> drop at the ready to play. Oh, I burned all those drops after you cut them out. So <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, one last thing. When I was listening this week to the 2011 shows, I'm like, ah, eh, this is just an average week, nothing great. But then I went back and I looked, listen to the guests they had on. Okay, this is Odette Annabelle. She was on House. Morgan Spurlock, the documentarian, came on. He had a new documentary, documentary, <laughs> documentary coming on. We heard Sarah Wayne Collies from The Walking Dead come on. Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Joseph Gordon-Levitt came on. He had a new movie coming out. Paul Scheer, he's a great comedian. Tom Six, he's the director of Human Centipede. We all love that. Dana White from USC president, UFC president. And Evangeline Lilly came on because she had the movie Steel coming out. That was just one week, and all those guest stars came on. Pretty amazing. Very so cool. anyway, that's the, uh, the week that was 2011. Back to you, Steve. Awesome. Very strong. I'm glad we settled that. There's no bad music in the 80s. By the way, like I said, that whole thing, it's like a five-minute clip. That's why I didn't want to play the whole thing. But if we do go on to go to the playlist, maybe we could do that whole thing or make a bonus episode out of that. But it's really good. Ralph talking about the songs. At one point, they say, is this a list of bad songs or just your iPod, Ralph? (laughs) Because it was like all the songs he used on his bits. So that's that's something for the future. We could bring that up to uh, with, who does the Gilded playlist? That's not Luke. Tim Markle, is it? Luke. Listener Luke. Luke, yeah. So maybe we could do that someday. Maybe. All right. Uh, let's go to the podcast roundup. If you had to say who famous he looked like, who would you say? Nailed it. Ow! 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 Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. Dishes that are covered to keep in the heat right. and the moisture right. that you so desperately want in a corn You want hash. moist heat with your hash. <laughs> don't, with Mary Kitchen, you do. She's very moist She's no and very hot. Moist heat. Moist heat Mary, they used to call her around campus. <laughs> nice. All right, uh, let's get right into the podcast roundup. We had no Frank and Friends this week. We had no uh, Who Be the Judge. So we just got the big three. Uh, we got Janky Town. They came back, and they gave us a reason why they missed last week. Let's uh, get to why we skipped a week. We were supposed to record with Doto, man. We were going to meet him for coffee because he said that there's no buffets open, even though we want to record at a buffet place. Dude, yeah, can we meet him at a Sizzler, like, not in Diamond Bar, by the way? Like, what? (laughs) Why do we have to go to Diamond Bar? Because we're going to go to him, man. Well, can he meet us halfway, dude? Like, (laughs) he's driven to K-Rock before. He knows how to move places. Can we meet him halfway, at least? Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. That was insane. <laughs> Diamond Bar for coffee. You can't a, get coffee anywhere else in Southern California. Only on a, Diamond on Bar. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Oh, in, in rush hour. Dude, come on. <laughs> we would have been there at like 9 o'clock and oh, stayed there till like 11. Awful. So we continue to be the only podcast to have Doto on for longer than 
30 minutes. So bravo to us. Nice. Uh, Diamond Bar is also really shitty for traffic. I just got to say. Oh, by the way, I noticed that they'll come to Diamond Bar for Doto. Can't they meet us for our cornhole tournament? Come on, Janky Town. They, they didn't go to Diamond Bar. That was the thing. Oh, I thought they did. <laughs> like, we're not going to Diamond Bar. <laughs> what was that? I wasn't listening. <laughs> What's your name again? I just heard Diamond Bar. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, as we discussed off air, I'm going to Vegas later in a quick turnaround. Last Janky Town episode, Beer Mug talked about his trip to Vegas. There wasn't very many tips there other than don't take fentanyl from strangers. This time around, Dave went to Vegas. Let's see if Dave has some good tips for me. Well, last weekend, I happened to go to Vegas for about 36 hours. I got to give Vegas its props. It is a fantastic poop city. Poop city? Anywhere, anywhere you're at in the city of Vegas... If you, you have to poop, boom. You could That's go true. anywhere and there's going to the be street? clean. Ba- uh, well, not on the street. No. You just walk into uh, uh, any establishment and they have nice, clean bathrooms. Just thinking about it, like there was a couple of times I was like, oh, oh, oh got to go. Got to disappear for a minute. And I just had my choice of, of places like where to go. I could go anywhere. And it wasn't bad. Toilet paper wasn't bad. The, everywhere was clean, man. So... Las Vegas, the city where you can poop freely. Nice. So I'm looking forward to taking a shit in Vegas. I don't know about you guys. Um, there's some other changes at Janky Town. They changed their name. Poop City. Poop City. It's the name of this new podcast. Town. There you go. Poop City. Episode 105 get up a hold of us many ways the uh, the poop line 855 poop 69 i love how they have everything set up already for the name change it's good they took a week off okay beans neighbors are crazy ali loves them let's see why i am obsessed with your neighborhood first of all dude on the porch in overalls cleaning his gun yoga lady outside making sure you're looking up to make sure you're a swinger getting their cars clean boom 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 every week lady with a baby horse old lady that used to live there that was the queen of swingers leaving behind paraphernalia to make sure you're keeping the dream alive this is the greatest neighborhood of all time there's a lot going on i'll tell you that there's a lot going on yeah so personal minutia has been pretty good this week with the it's just so many different neighbors i mean there's a baby cow and a sidecar motorcycle it's (laughs) it's bonkers yeah it is And, and then we met Pool Bean, Jacuzzi Bean, and now we meet Swinger Bean. I mean, just listen to the Freudian slip on this call. And only two of our listeners elected to sleep speak with us this year, right? Whoa! <laughs> was almost, did you say Did I almost say that? The, you did actually oh, no. say it. it oh, that, dear, maybe that that's why. I'm telling you, it's that pineapple. It's just, oh it's, my gosh. it's thrown me into a tizzy. So yeah, sleeping with the listeners. I don't know how that works. I don't know what pa- level of Patreon that is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Stalker <laughs> level, sleeper level. So on the Great British Bake Off, they asked the question, Did somebody order Mexican? And we find out that no, no, nobody did. 
So they did have some problems with the stereotypes that they dragged out about that great country. Uh, For instance... So is Mexico a real place? I think so. What? I think it's like Xanadu. Like Oz. Yeah, like Cleethorpes. Yeah, okay. Okay, so now they open the show with just questioning whether Mexico is even real, okay? Now- so here's the thing. Europeans, they can't, they can't call Americans stupid anymore. I mean, we may not know where Kazakhstan is, but... At least we know Mexico exists, so there's that. Now we move on. Although I don't feel like we should make Mexican jokes because people get upset. Well, not even one. Get into a Mexican standoff with a mucho challenging showstopper. Uh, it's a mucho challenging showstopper. Look, I'm not Mexican, so maybe it's not my place to speak. I love the comedy about Juan. I, yeah. I, that, I, that's honestly, I did too. I was like, that is, that's so right up my alley. Did they need to be in sombreros and serapis? They no. did not. They did not. People were writing in, we're about to witness the most brutal acts against the Spanish language to have ever been perpetrated. Here's a a mini montage of some of the attempted pronunciations of Spanish words. Where to put the guacamole? You've got a pico de calo. Pico de calo. Pico de galio. Having a lot of trouble with some of those terms here. Was that first one guacamole? Yes. Where no. to put the glockimolo? The glockimolo? Is that what well, they said? Well, you put it in the microwave, obviously. In the microwave, right. <laughs> oh, my God. So I reached out to Sam. This is Santa Monica for a comment, and this is what he said. So yeah, he wasn't, he didn't approve of the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Well, that was pretty the problem bad. is, in Europe, they put the guacamole in aluminum cans. So it's a little bit different than what we do. <laughs> Uh, guacamole doesn't go in cans <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's uh, the british aren't known for their food they're not so. <laughs> i think we're we're on the wrong end of the aluminum debate right like it's actually supposed to be aluminium well i don't know they they pronounce it guacamole so now whatever they they pronounce anyways <laughs> it's just, just out the door i used to be well they invented the language they know how to pronounce things and then i heard Wakimolo, and I was just like, nope, no, they don't. They don't know shit. They don't know how to do anything. Well, what's the other one? Bean's got like two or three that the English pronounce vitamins, schedule, uh, privacy, schedule. Yeah. 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 I tend to distrust them now. Now that Bean's (laughs) pointed these things out. Uh, Let's go on to, okay. So Kevin and Sluggo, I'm going to intertwine with the Cup of Tea in a chat because they talked about Kevin on, Kevin leaving his mic on on Cup of Tea in a chat. Our friend. Two-time Hall of Fame yeah. Kevin Ryder was on KLOS yes. the other day. So he's on doing the show, and the song starts, oh, and he's having excellent. a conversation, not knowing he's on air, talking about how much he likes Diet Coke. That always happens with Diet Coke. I run it out. Right here for about half the show. Yeah, correct. 
he doesn't know he's on, and I, Marin probably got in touch on the hotline, or somebody came running in from the other room, and then they talk about how he had left the mic on. Listen, other people <laughs> would turn off their microphone during a song. O- other people. Other, yeah. But we thought, shows. as a bonus, <laughs> yeah. we'll be t- a bit, little behind the scenes peek. Let's, let's get the listeners a glimpse uh, into, you know, how this how this really works. So Stu was talking about a moon pie. Yeah. And then I started talking about drinking a Diet Coke and how the machine gets out about every yeah, 30 seconds. Yeah, the guy comes so. like once a month to, to you know, do, get, get. Because the machine gets out is what happens to the oh, Coke machine. my God. So, n- never stop, Kevin. Never stop, Kevining. I love it. He was Thank talking you. about Diet Coke and whoopie pies. What moon, moon pies? Pie? Yes, moon. My pies. gosh! I want to thank our friend uh, Kevin Stockdale of the Kevin Bean Archive too, who pulled the yes. tape for me upon my request. Couldn't have done it without Amazing. him. Thank you. So, shout out to Stockdale right there. I'm gonna have to go, so I'm gonna go over to the Ralph Report. Uh, I'm gonna leave you with this one uh, birthday and Rachel Lee Cook. She's all that. Boy, everybody loved her in that movie. For me, it was the live-action Josie and the Pussycats movie that sold me. She's 43 years old today. Josie and the Pussycats. Long tails and ears for hats. Guitars and Marshall stacks. Hot, sweet, super cool. Don't I know these kitties rule? Rosario Dawson, Rachel Lee Cook, and Tara Reid yeah. wrote Josie and the Pussycats. That's quite a crew. Oh, okay. That was a movie. Put it away. That was a movie and a okay. half. Oh, yeah. I like that movie. Then you don't have sweatpants on. So Ralph uh, had an appropriate reaction to Rachel Lee Cook and Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Which reminds me, where the hell is my Josie and the Pussycats 2? Come on to Hollywood, get with it. Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Well, two of the actors in that movie aren't working that much anymore. I haven't seen Rachel Lee Cook or Tara Reid in anything. Rosario Dawson is still out there. Hey, hey, Sharktopus. Rachel, or uh, what's her name? Is in Sharktopus. Rachel? Sharktopus. What am I doing? Um, Sharknado. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? Tara Reid is in Sharknado. Oh, okay. That was 10 years ago, Edwin. That's still a long time ago. Is that 10 years ago already? Yes. Well, they just live on in my consciousness. I thought they just came out. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a while ago. So I don't know if that movie will come back. Uh, They might recast it and then they will definitely be a bunch of kids from Disney and be too creepy for you to go to that movie. That's true. They can do a double bill with that in high school musical. Edwin walking in the theater. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the podcast roundup. I got to go. Bye, everybody. I will Bye. see you sometime. Let us Bye. know how it goes. Bye. 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 When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Josie and the pussy cat. Hey, Lindsay, why don't you take control of this plane and 
and take it off of this uh, this boat. Finish up the show. I, I believe we have one more segment left. No? Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Take control. You be the announcer. No, I'm talking about Jen's segment. <laughs> yeah. Flashback that needs that no needs introduction. no introduction. It's Kevin and Bean Show. It's uh, Tuesday morning. You guys used to be good, and now you're not anymore. <laughs> That's what I heard about Kingsley Up. Thank you. All right. Uh, Ralph, I, I know lately a lot of people have been saying, wow, Ralph's just angry all the time. He's always mad. He's always got a, a B up his butt. What What today? Now you're mad at us. What happened? I'm not mad at you, Bean. Uh, Kevin, I'm, oh. I'm not mad at Kevin either. I'm just sort of disappointed. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> How come you're just? What do you mean you're disappointed? Because you've taken a situation that that really was wrong to begin with, and now you're trying to capitalize on it and make a fast buck on it. I just think it's beneath you. I'm just disappointed. Really, I try my best to set the bar as low as possible, so no one is disappointed with my behavior. Where we uh, said uh, for our Winnie Rose concert that we had a couple weeks ago, we met a uh, young lady, beautiful young Latina woman from Mexico oh, or yes. Mexico, as mm-hmm. she told me. She was stunning, and she said that she learned how to speak English from Kevin. Oh, yes. By listening to Kevin on the radio, that's how she learned how to speak English when she moved to this country. I think At least she, that's what we think she was trying to tell us. We didn't really understand what she I think she meant us all. I think she meant our radio station, She's, our morning show. I but said that. I was she did. I said, really? All of us? She goes, no, Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> she was very specific about it being you were, were her teacher. Ralph was like 12 feet away, and he heard it so clearly. He was like, on us. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Time out. What did you just say? <laughs> so we were talking about this last week, and, uh, and it was all... Good fun, blah blah blah. Now I find out that Kevin has actually opened up his own school for new Americans, for immigrant Americans, to learn how to speak English through his course. Trying to do my part. Oh, Kevin. I'm trying to do my part. I'm taking take advantage of people who barely just arrived in this country. You're just getting money out of them. Is that what's and going think on here? Because you're on the radio, you know what you're doing. Right. And our point was, yes. Kevin, that you weren't qualified to do that. And now you're you're charging people. You're taking their hard-earned pesos or drachma or whatever they come here with America with. They're pesos. And uh, and then you're you're teaching them how to speak English, and you don't speak English well. How dare you? And you're defending it by saying you don't need to speak English well. You just need to be interesting. That doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> interesting English. I don't even know what that means anymore. It's not boring English. Anyone can speak boring English. Or, what? By that you mean proper English? Yes, yeah, that. I was just, and now, now K Rock. I guess times are tough. We were running. We'll take any ad these days. And yeah, we're taking, well, we know that. I got these for a song. We're taking the commercial now for Kevin's school for interesting oh, English. No, and I just, I found it. I just find it distasteful. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Well, you can judge for yourself. Are you an immigrant and new to our country? See si. the we. Oui. Well, welcome to America, and I bet you'd like to learn how to speak English, right? Yeah. Hey, but let's face it, with the face, space, and the my book, and the tweety birdie thing, who really needs to speak English anymore, right? Right. In today's world, you don't need to be understandable, just entertaining. So what you need is the Kevin Ryder School of Interesting English. I mean, sure, Kevin Ryder could teach you to speak English good if he wanted to, but instead, he'll teach you to speak interestingly-ish. That was the most. That was the grouping of the most meaningless words I've ever heard in my life. That was more words that meant less. That was the most. That, that was the grouping of the most meaningless words I've ever heard in my Imagine how you'll impress the crew down at immigration when you hit them with this beauty. The sum of the parts is greater than all of the sum of the, well, you know. The sum of the parts is greater than all of the sum of, well, well, you know. Or amaze potential employers with this dazzler. 
Beastie Boys and Cypress Religion and Bad Re- Bad uh, Religion. I'm sorry, Cypress Hill and Velvet Revolver and all the Strokes, uh, all the uh, Strokes and all the different bands that are on the show. Beastie Boys and Cypress Religion and Bad Religion. I'm sorry, Cypress Hill and Velvet Revolver and all the Strokes. And knowledge is priceless, right? So don't worry about the cost. No money, no credit, no green card, no problem. Kevin will just put you to work on the staff of one of his many homes throughout Southern California until you work off your debt. So enroll today at the Kevin Ryder School of Interesting English because Kevin can't speak English and look how far he's come. Is that so he doesn't? It's are you a common. regular duck? Fan, will you watch all the time him? Is that so he doesn't? Are you a regular duck fan? You, you watch all the time him. I think I'm doing a service. Just trying to do my part. You, sir, are Well said, Kevin. <laughs> it reminds me of an old episode of MASH with Frank Burns trying to teach people English. And at the, I think it's Hawkeye, whatever. Frank Burns eats worms. <laughs> I was just thinking how similar that sounded to me today. A little bit. I'm totally Kevin today. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Do you guys want to play a game? Yeah. You're listening to The Kevin and Bean Show. How about some tickets to our Breakfast with Green Day? You can hear it right here on Monday Morning Show, or you can be there live in person. If you call right now, it's time to play El Orchestra de la Raza. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. And And with with our powers combined, combined, we are El Orchestra de la Raza. Si se puede! Now we're out of time. So good. (laughs) Everyone's a winner with that. (laughs) All right. So uh, I gave welcome. Explain again how this works. We have uh, we have a a bank load of calls ready to uh, win some Green Day tickets. What do they need to do? They're ready. They're They're ready to go. They are ready. And they're all Green Day fans, and they're going to identify the Green Day songs that we play. But we're going to do all the instruments. With, with our mouths. mouths. Not okay. the uh, lyrical part. Usually it's the intro of the song. Is that correct? The very first notes? Very uh, Usually, yeah. Okay. 90% of the time it is the intro, the beginning of the song. All right. Let's begin with June. Hi, June. Hey, how's it going, guys? You ready for the Orchestra de la Raza? As ready as I can. Tell us the name of the song. Here we go. Here we go, Dave. I'm blanking. Uh, know your enemy? Hang on, guys. Hang on, guys. I believe June is going to put us out of our misery. Say it again. Uh, know your enemy? Nicely done. Go. Well done. Congratulations. We'll see you at uh, Breakfast with Green Day. Okay, we're out of time now. Thanks for playing, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Let's go Woo! to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Very good. Thank you. Ready for orchestra? Ready to go. Here Let's do come. this, Mike. Well, 
everyone. American Idiot. Welcome to Paradise. Not even close. Mm, sorry, that would be... Uh... American Idiot is what that is. Yeah. yeah, that's American Idiot. Sorry, dude. All right, let's go to Danielle, who's our next hey, contestant. Hi, Danielle. Hello. How can they say not even close? It was a Green Day song the guy mentioned. Wasn't that bad of a guess. <laughs> okay. Ready for the orchestra? I am ready as I'm going to get. Feel free, if you recognize the song, to jump right in and end the pain. No problem. Okay. Yeah, this one's easy. Sure should know. Okay, that's... Anyone? Uh, Eddie? To me, it sounds like that Bush song. What is it? Um, Machine Head? So I'm way off. I got the wrong group, even. No, I'm not getting it. Rob my own. Here we go. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's it called, though? It's not Brain Stew, is it? Find out. Sure Danielle, what do you think? You don't know it, you suck. Uh, Welcome to Paradise. Yep. Oh. <laughs> well, if we play this game long enough, eventually it will be Welcome to Paradise. But we're looking for brain stew. That was on fire. That was kind of just like it. That's the first one you guys have ever done that reminded me of the song. All right, <laughs> let's go to Valerie. Hey, Valerie. Hi. Are you ready for the orchestra? Valerie, yeah. you knew you knew the last one. You could tell that was brain stew, right? Yes, I did. All right. Okay. Let's see how you do with yours. Boom ba ding a baka boom ba ding ba daka boom ba ding a baka boom ba ding ba daka 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, wait. Slow song, Green Day. Uh, wait, Wake Me Up When September Ends? September? No. No, that's a good guess, though. Thank uh, you. I'll take um, it. I'll take any compliments I could get. Is it? If you say Welcome to Paradise, I'm going to drive you home and hit you in the head. <laughs> is it? Oh, my God. Can you do it again, please? Nope. Nope. Shut up. Not a chance. Pick a song. <laughs> Pick a song, Mel. Um, time of Our Lives. Yes! yes! How about that? What are the that chances? Absolutely just a guess, but it's good enough to get you into our breakfast oh. with Green Day. Well done, Valerie. I almost feel like we should go out on a high. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, no way. These guys got a lot of music more, left in there. All right. Let's go to uh, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Here's your song from the orchestra. Anyone? He just said it holiday. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. Okay. Yes, that is correct. It is holiday. Stop. Stop indeed. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. You're coming to breakfast with Green Day. We got time. Just one more, and it's gonna be Adam on line six. Hey Adam, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. You ready to win? You bet, guys. Morning. Go ahead and shout out that title as soon as you get it. You guys will stop. Anyone? Uh, 
When they do that, it like pushes a song out of my head even more. I know. <clears throat> I give, no. Uh, I don't remember the time. Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't know what I'm going to do to you. No, that was Longview we were looking for. It's not time. correct. That was. Uh, should we go out on that one or should we go? No, yes, more. we should go out on that one. We should go out on that one. Really? One more. One more time. I'm looking at the clock. Right. Adam Sessler's here from G4. We got a lot of stuff to cover with him. Why take one call when we can take one too many? That is, that our, is your motto. Albert, hi. Hi. We, we'd like to go out on a winner if you don't mind. So. Here's the here's the orchestra, and then you give us the correct title. All right, here we go. Any ideas? <laughs> I'm guessing this is the the end of the the show when it's actually Welcome to Paradise. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> What, what did he say? say? <laughs> what was that? I couldn't. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Just give us a title and then we'll move on. Yes! What Remarkably, it was Welcome to Paradise. <laughs> Thank that? God. Just somebody was going to be right if they kept saying Welcome to Paradise at some yep. point. I actually, I actually knew them all except American Idiot, dude. I'll be honest. Yeah, with all right. Okay. Well, you're going to be all at the right. breakfast. You can help us ask the questions. Uh, it's going to air on Monday. For those of you that don't get in, you can uh, listen to our breakfast with Green Day. Two people who will not be there, the Orchestra de la Raza. Oh! <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. El Orchestra de la Raza. Si se puede. That was great, though, the way that worked out, isn't it? <laughs> right. They did really, I think they did a good job with Orchestra de la Rosa on, on many of them that they did. I think so. we should rip that off. We could do that. Okay. How do we do that? Lindsay and Christopher can do it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that way we I, could just mock them for it. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> I see. Well, maybe we can all do one. That way we can all get mocked equally. Mm. There we go. <laughs> anyway that's the those are the clips i brought in this week uh thank you for joining us on quitters never give up we're your one-stop shop for everything in the kbcu uh look us up on the socials and leave us a voice message go to anchor.fm look us up we're always desperate for voice messages and thank you for listening we'll see you in the funny papers bye everybody bye where to put the glocky mono? What? I think it's like Xanadu. Like Oz? Yeah, like Cleethorpes. Yeah, okay. Pendejo! Pendejo! And y'all know what that means, and then everyone was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> or, I just made that up in my brain. I don't know what's real and what's not anymore.